Greetings and welcome to the Slug Club, where all things Harry Potter and mischief are managed. I'm Justin, unofficial Hufflepuff head of house. Also joining us on the Slug Club today, we have Newt Scamander's new apprentice. And just like Newt, she likes to carry around tiny furry creatures in her pockets. Our oh, Ravenclaw friend, one. Abby. There was so much build up to it, too. It was pretty good. <laughs> furry creatures in her pockets. Well... Yeah. Just like Newt's commander, is that a furry creature in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> and as always, also joining us today is my brother Rob, who's never read the books. That's right. I'm out of the closet. Wait, oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> That's not what I said. That's not what I said. <laughs> That's from... Uh, but it's uh, no, Click. Babe, no, no, babe, don't. <laughs> That's from Click with Adam Sandler, where he's yeah. like, whoa, yeah. his dog sucks. No, no, he's saying, like, well, my dad's stereo is a Bose. Wait, oh, yo, Bose. what's that? Your oh, dad's stereo yes. blows? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, that's, yes. not, that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us today as we continue our series on locations and places found within the Harry Potter universe. On our previous episode, we talked about the burrow. And oh, all... Jay, Jay, you mean the Fraggle Rock episode? <laughs> the Fraggle Rock episode, also the episode where we talk about how the American education system has failed us in regards to world geography. That's right. We're American. <laughs> that means we don't need to know anything about Canada. Canada is just America's hat. But we're also going to be talking about other locations and places found in the Potterverse. And Abby, you had given us a hint at the end of the last episode. What was that hint that you had given us? Um, I believe it was some variation of this location has a portrait that screeches. Or something. Oh, okay. Something like that. A screeching portrait. And I've certainly got my guess. I'm thinking of one place, but it couldn't be that obvious. It surely couldn't be that obvious. I'm going to go with... I bet it is. My I'm saying it. Yes. Why? What, what are you saying? I'm saying it. The Gryffindor common room. And Abby, we welcome you with open arms. We <laughs> welcome no you like a, like, a, like a cult enclave welcomes a reporter. We welcome <laughs> you like North Korea welcomes reporters that come in. As long as you stay on the parade path where we've set up <laughs> fake potato shops. And do not talk about what you've seen here. <laughs> and do not talk about when Albus Dumbledore set fire to the curtains his fifth year. It was his fourth year. I was what? not thinking the Gryffindor common room. Which which portrait are you referring to, Rob? The the fat lady. No, the fat, the fat lady. lady when she's she like, did. oh, she that's right. Oh, is that one? Was that, one? Was that too much? I'm gonna try it one more time. Oh. Dear lady, what has troubled you? I this actually was thinking many earphone hazards. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking, is it Dumbledore's office where one of the portraits of a former headmaster is shouting mud blood? Well, Are we talking about Phineas Nigellus? I mean, so, I guess well, 
was going to be one. Phineas Nigelis. I think we're talking about him if that's the place Abby's bringing to the table. Uh, Both are interesting guesses, but they are not that location. Oh, I was sure it would be Phineas Finny Flim Flam. I will say that makes me feel better, though. I was worried that my hint would be too obvious. So, Well, maybe to people who actually read the books. Yeah, that's maybe fair. So it is a location that Rob had mentioned in his speech about the borough. It is 12 Grimald Place. Oh, okay. Oh, All right, bring us there. Bring yeah. us there, Abby. Well, the screeching portrait, just to clarify, is Sirius's mother, Walburga Black. So it is, um, in fact, Walburga Black. Walburga Black. Yep. Her and her husband were second cousins. Yeah. Well, when you're trying to keep the pure bloodline pure, your options get a little slim. And their both of their last names were Black. Shapir, I guess. Actually. Which is nice when you're making the wedding certificate. You don't have to legally change your name or anything. And that's just a hassle. It's super annoying. So kudos to her. But I'm pretty sure they did not care about each other much. During the wedding, though, on what side does the family sit? Maybe it's just they had one of those cute little like rustic signs that said a seat, not a side or something like that. Yeah, that's (laughs) really that's really interesting (laughs) when they have the reception. And it's like, all right, now Grandma Black wants to dance with their grandchild. And both of them are just, they're all three holding hands as they slow dance. (laughs) It's like, wait, that's your grandmother too? That's my grandmother. (laughs) It wasn't one of those scenarios. They knew exactly what was going on. They probably thought it was great. They were straight up McPoyle and they were like, the bloodline (laughs) must remain pure. (laughs) Our bloodline remains pure as the Scottish snow. (laughs) McPoyles take over the world. My son Sirius is dead to me. He's dead! (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, 12 Grimald Place is the location I chose. It is the uh, ancestral home of the Black family. It only switched away from the Black family when Sirius passed it down to Harry. Well, at that point, all the Blacks were dead. Well, so actually, um, yes, you are correct. Sirius was the very last of his line, and he passed it down to Harry. But something that, you know, Rob had mentioned when he was talking about the borough was after Albus died, they switched the location from the Order of the Phoenix headquarters to the borough from Grimald Place. But they didn't do that immediately. But they did leave briefly from 12 Grimald Place right after Albus died because they were worried that the house was going to get passed down to Bellatrix Lestrange because, you know, Sirius's cousin. So, but then when they realized, you know, Sirius had, you know, left the house to Harry and, you know, there's the paperwork that finalized it and everything, then they came back. I've got a question. What do you guys think is the over-under on... Bellatrix Lestrange's parents also being second cousins. I'm putting all my chips in on them being first cousins. I... Rodolph? <laughs> what's, I... what's her husband's name? It's not Rodolphus Black. It's Rodolphus Lestrange. It is. Lestrange. Her husband's yeah. name. So they were like, I mean, they had to have, I don't know. 
they were definitely cousins, but I don't know if they were first or second. I'd like to think second. That puts a little extra distance in there. I mean, to be honest, though, the more people you hate, the more limited your dating pool becomes. Eventually, you hate so many people, you have to marry your cousin. <laughs> You're like, who else shares my family values of hating muggle-borns? And of hating girls- everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That guy over there at my Thanksgiving table looks pretty nice. I guess they don't serve Thanksgiving. Over what there. about Marcus Goldstein? He's not muggle-born. Yeah, no, not Goldstein. <laughs> what? He's not muggle-born. He's pure blood. Yeah, but he's pure blood something else. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Grimmauld Place. It is located um, in the borough of Illingston, London, which is a muggle neighborhood. It is said that an earlier black family member saw the house and they really liked it. And so what they did is they, in quotations, persuaded the muggle that was living there to leave. So, I don't know, maybe put a confundus charm on them. Maybe. uh, Sounds like the imperious curse to me. Yeah. Well, whatever it was, they left. And then as soon as they had ownership of the house, they put a fidelity charm on it and they put a bunch of other charms and spells on the house. So that way it would not be seen by muggles and muggles just kind of accepted after a while that it must have been a mistake that there is Grimald place number 11 and there's a Grimald place number 13. But there's no 12. They just It's that unlucky it. number 12. <laughs> I feel it's like, like how elevators don't have a 7th or a 13th floor. I was going to say, I feel like 13 is way worse. <laughs> but what, for whatever reason, they just accepted it. But as I said, there's a bunch of charms and like bells cast all over this home. I mean, even Sirius acknowledges that he tells Harry when, you know, Harry learns of the Order of the Phoenix and that everyone's been hiding out at Sirius's place all summer. And that's why he hasn't been getting any letters from his friends that it was ideal for headquarters. Sirius said, my father put every security measure known to mankind on it when he lived here. It's unplottable, which I'm pretty sure isn't a word. Um, so muggles could never come and call as if they hey, to be fair, he was a man who spent 12 years in Azkaban. That's true. I, he didn't have anybody there to, to check him on his mispronunciations. Yeah. Dementors probably didn't care that much. Um, but yeah, so pretty much just between all of those spells that were put on the house, plus Dumbledore added his protection. He said, you'd be hard to find a safer house anywhere. So that is the house. As we all know, Sirius inherited the house, but it probably wasn't overly intentional because he did have two brothers. Doesn't really talk about his brother, Orion. I think that was his brother, but then he has Regulus. They both died in 1979, so Sirius's mother, Walburga, probably was planning on them getting the house, but then, you know, they're dead. So... Oh, does Rodolphus die in 79? Yep. You're oh, talking really? about Regulus? Regulus. Or Regulus, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Yep. He because died. he finds... He died um, after Sirius, correct? Yeah. No, he died before Sirius. Way before. before. Way before. Well, not We're way talking before. 79. But seven, no, 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 no. They didn't die in 79. What I saw, but... They I... could not both have died in 79. It would have been 97. So, oh, I, 
You might be right. I might have missed. Oh my that. goodness! They just added added names to the hit list <laughs> of people who died in '97. I mean, you've got both the Black Brothers died in '97. Also, we had two queens that died in '97, and that, of course, is Princess Diana and Albus Dumbledore. No, Albus. <laughs> Not Albus. <laughs> Can we just say that is the most unrealistic part of Harry Potter? Is that it takes place in the 90s and they don't even mention once the death of Princess Diana. <laughs> they don't even have Seamus Finnegan in the in the common room like me mom almost didn't let me come this year. She thought that they were going to take us all into tunnels and kill us like they did Princess Diana. <laughs> they didn't even you throw think- it away like, oh yeah, the Muggle Prime Minister is really having some trouble. The Queen just died. Wait, so I'm thinking, you said 97. It has to be 79 because uh, Harry was born in 1980. Yeah, but didn't Regulus find... So he knew that... You um, know who's Horcrux? He knew that um, he was creating Horcruxes to become more powerful. And um, so, like, it was already... Wait, so Regulus died in 70... Who was the other person who died? Regulus definitely died in 79. Yeah. Oh, or the I, father. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Sirius. No, 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 no. Oh, Ryan Black. Sounds like an action hero. That sounds like the most racist action hero of all time. Wait, hold, I feel like... Hold on a second. Ryan. I got this, guys. I love how you had to do the Kardashian vocal fry when you were searching it. Orion. Yeah, so yeah, or, <laughs> Orion. So yeah, nope, Orion. Um, like, totally Orion. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if it says how Orion died, but, um, which is Sirius's father. But, um, yeah, so I think I said it, Orion was his brother earlier, but nope, Orion was his father, and then Regulus, Sirius's brother, they both died in 1979. So, his mother was planning on having the house go to Regulus, but then he died. And so for a while, it was just Waldberga and Creature hanging out at that house, which probably was not a good time. Then when she died, she did burn Sirius's face off of the family tree in their house, but she considered him still an heir, so he received it. Well, and he obviously couldn't live in the house at the time because he was in Azkaban for about 10 years after his mom died. So the house sat kind of empty for a while, except for Creature. And because Creature the took was... good care of the house. Creature did a terrible Madam Wahlberger. <laughs> Beautiful a... madam. <laughs> if only you could see. He barely took care of it. We were talking Blood about... Traitor. Hey, but that, that portrait of Wahlberger Black was spotless! It was immaculate. That was his lady. He loved her. But the rest of the house, a mess. So in the borough, um, we were talking about how Molly Weasley saw that boggart. She saw the boggart in 12 Grimald Place. So because Creature did a very poor job on upkeeping the house, boggarts and well, there was like spiders the size of saucers just all took refuge up in the attic. And just everywhere upstairs. So this is the middle of London. Where are these creatures coming from? I don't. I guess they're drawn to magical homes or something because they thought it was cozy to hang out there for ten years. So when they made Grimald Place the Order of the Phoenix headquarters, they were obviously trying to clean it out. It was a wreck, and 
So that is how Molly saw the boggart. It was hiding upstairs in one of the rooms. And who so. unleashed that boggart that was inside of a writing desk? Alistair Moody. And what Did does he? Alistair Moody see when the boggart appears? His right eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's an eye and a leg. No! <laughs> so that is that's the house um it was not as i said a very cozy house um walberga and creature creature hung out there for 10 years kind of made it a mess then walberga died creature didn't take care of it boggarts moved in large spiders doxies um or harry inherits the house as well Wait, right doxies you mean wiener dogs uh, not quite, but um, Harry does inherit the house after uh, Sirius dies. He, Harry didn't really do much with the house. Um, once they found out that Bellatrix was not going to inherit it and it went to Harry, they asked him if they could still keep using it. And he said, of course, he didn't really have a use for it because, you know, he was at school. And um, as someone, as a wizard under 17, he had to stay like, you know, under parental guidance and that was his aunt and uncle you know as i said it wasn't very cozy in there all along the staircase there oh sorry the cat just came in chairman get out of there chairman <laughs> meow get out of that room he is not chairman <laughs> <Go on. laughs> i don't even want to hear it <laughs> you guys are at uh nick's parents place right no we're at my parents place oh are you yeah so this cat for Carol those of you who are listening yeah belongs to lizzie lizzie asked your dad if she could get a cat he said no he did so naturally as a rebellious child lizzie <laughs> went and got a cat causing the biggest lower family blow up ever known i'd say it was maybe top five <laughs> <laughs> In recent memory. Poor Dave. Poor Dave can't even be the master of his own household but let because me he's got these rebellious daughters who just keep going against his wishes. But let me And he said, you. no. And then to make it worse, she named him Chairman Meow <laughs> after the communist leader of China who murdered more people than any other human being in history. I had no idea it was named after somebody. It, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> this took a dark turn. To be fair. I thought it was just a clever name. To be fair. Oh, it's clever. It's just dark. To be fair, he adores this cat now. It's probably one of his best friends. Not really, but he adores this cat. He, like, will just hold him, and he'll be like, kitty, and he'll tell my mom that she's holding the cat wrong. They're best buds. Couldn't imagine a life without him. There is no greater love than a father and the pet he did not want. <laughs> but so, oh, so I was talking about um, by the staircase, they have lining the staircase, a row of shrunken house elf heads. And every house elf head that is posted on a plaque served the house of black throughout the years. So, you know, they have a house elf. They work for them until they die because that's considered a great honor. What they do is they shrink their head and they throw it on the wall. And that's considered decoration. So what Sirius grew up seeing his whole entire life, which cool. frankly, no wonder he ran away when he was 16. And you know what? Their corpses were kept spotless clean <laughs> by creature. 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Creature also dropped the ball on cleaning them. I'm sure Creature was diligent in his duties. I don't. I'm tell. I don't think Boggart's getting your home if the house elf is taking very good care of it. Well, I maybe just... he just locked it in there so that it wouldn't escape. Creature locked away the Boggart master. So, I probably not. But um, can house elves cast the ridiculous charm? House elves can do whatever they want. Basically, they're they're magical, and it's like their magic has no bounds because it's like their whole goal is to like serve their master the best that they can, right? Hmm. So that's why it was very mysterious to Creature that he couldn't destroy the locket that Regulus had tasked him with before he died. That's right. Oh. House elves are just like are like genies. If genies actually cared about you, they've I got guess. all that power, and they're not trying to screw you over. Unless you're named Harry Potter and you're trying to get back to school, the greatest place you know. And you've got Dobby the house of, did Dobby do a good job, sir? Poor Dobby. A creature himself said that creature lives to serve the noble house of Black. I mean, he said it a lot creepier than that, but, you know, that's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) House elves magic, too. Doesn't it, like, trump wizards magic, like... Um, we see with the barrier platform nine and three quarters where Dobby is just able to like turn that on and off like a light switch. Yeah, I think that was probably like the first time in history that ever happened. Dobby was also able to apparate in Malfoy Manor in their dungeons. Yep, that's right. Which, of course, they had dungeons. Well, I mean, it's the Malfoys. They're kind of creepy people. He's a creepy bloke. It's a creepy place. <laughs> <laughs> So I would say aside from having little house elf heads on the wall, the other main decoration of the house is, as I said earlier, the uh, screaming portrait of Sirius's mother. The entire time that the Order of the Phoenix was there, she would be screaming about mudbloods and blood traders. And whenever anyone walked past the portrait, she would start screaming because she just couldn't believe that her house was being contaminated by all this filth. My bloods, blood traitors, redheads. Oh my god! <laughs> so Protestants. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> so they just—the only thing they could do. Because... Wait, wait, I'm not done. Invisalign braces. <laughs> what? Holes in jeans. <laughs> so yeah on top of screen wait i'm not done oh my children smiling (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if she screamed about those but she screamed about a lot and interracial couples (laughs) that one might have been too much I mean, cross the line. <laughs> now we've crossed the line. I mean, she didn't. Well, hey, now we know where it is. <laughs> we found the line, and there it is. <laughs> I mean, she probably would be fired up about that too. To be fair, she seems like the type. I will say, I have not seen pure blood families, also interracial families. That yeah. I mean, mm. it's mostly a bunch of uh, you know whites. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty white area. Not just whites, but like the whitest of whites, where it's like (laughs) the Weasleys who are ghostly white, the Malfoys who are 
blonde haired, blue eyed white. I mean, it was enough that they didn't question that a ghoul was Ron, right? They were like, oh, yeah, he's just sick. Doesn't speak well of Ron's looks. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I said, this was the location of the Order of the Phoenix headquarters. And it was that way until Dumbledore died and the secret keeper role that he held was released. So anybody could have told anyone the location of the headquarters. They were mostly concerned about Snape because he was part of the Order of the Phoenix and he had killed Dumbledore. They didn't right. know. Yeah, they didn't know that, you know, he was instructed to do so. So Because Dumbledore knew he was a great man. Well, Did nobody else know that Snape was playing a double agent with Dumbledore? Nobody. You know nobody. why? Because Snape could keep a secret. He wasn't a snitch. What about uh, Remus Lupin, who he's like, I trust Dumbledore, therefore I trust Snape. He, I mean, he tried, but when Snape obviously killed Dumbledore, like, there was no denying that. They didn't know that he was told to, but when you are I think Remus Lupin... Remus Lupin just felt guilty about all the misery that they caused Snape. Yeah. Poor, poor Sev. Or as they called him, Snivelly. Snivellous. Yeah. I think he was like trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And when he heard that he killed him, he was like, well, I guess that's that. So that's when they moved over to the borough. And... They did not go back to that house until, um, you know, it was uh, Fleur and Bill got married at the borough, and that's when the ministry fell. And so Hermione, Ron, and Harry just went to Grimald Place, and that's where they stayed for a month. And the Death Eaters knew that, like, Harry had inherited this house, and so they knew it was around there, but they couldn't, like, figure out, like, you know, it has all that protection on it. So it's like they would look out the windows and they could see the Death Eaters, Death Eaters just staked right outside and they were just staring right at them, but they couldn't actually see them. They were just like, I know they've got to be there. I don't know where they're at. So they did that for a month. And then when they learned from Creature that the Horcrux had been in the house and stolen by Mundungus, they made that whole plan to steal it back from Umbridge, who had taken it from Mundungus. And when they tried to go back to Grimald Place, that's when uh, Corbin Yaxley had grabbed onto Hermione's arm and they arrived, like when they were apparating back in there. And so they had to leave and they never went back until I assume maybe after the wizarding war, because, you know, Harry owned the place, but I don't know if like, that's where Harry decided to raise his children. Probably not. Cause it was kind of creepy, but it is a free house. And you've got a free house elf, too. I know. <laughs> this so. leads to an interesting question. So, like, if you were to inherit a house here in America that was a plantation, do you take it? I feel like you do, and you maybe try, like, I feel... I can't I believe you said it. Well, so, I was gonna say, like... I mean, of course I'm taking it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, at the very least, one thing you could do is you could kind of, like, make it a visitation site and be like, hey. Welcome to the Historic Museum. Yeah, Some bad things happened here. People owned people, and that is not good. The people who live there were probably like, well, here are records that say that they were very well treated. 
They couldn't leave, and we separated children from their parents, but they, they were, other than that. But they seemed happy. But they told us, at least, that they were happy. <laughs> so, yeah, that is a grim old place. It's just, it kind of always struck me as a very, I mean, when you break it down, grim old place, right? Like, grim old place. Grim old place. Mm. Oh, and, wow. And it was just, you know... For Sirius, it was a very sad place for him to be. You know, as I said, he ran away from it at 16. I mean, you look at the rest of the house and it was very like, you know, all about the family and pure blood and like, you know, pure blood pride. I mean, Harry even said like when he went to Regulus's room, there was the crest of like the black family over the bed. There was like clippings of Voldemort like from the newspaper on the wall there was Slytherin decorations and Sirius's room was the only one that was just a big contrast to it it had you know Gryffindor decorations he had posters of motorcycles on the wall with muggle women on them just (gasps) went the other way yeah motorcycles hey I mean that was a the motorcycle that Hagrid drove that was Sirius's that's right oh that's right and yep. that sidecar was for yep. muggle women. I mean, Sirius knew what he was doing, I guess. I don't know. Had to Although we have no records out. of any romantic interest from Sirius Black. We do have um, a suggestion from, what was that band? Oh, Hinted the Whomping Willows? Yeah, the Whomping, the Whomping Willows. Willows with their North Star song, which was about a alleged relationship between Sirius Black and Remus Lupin. <laughs> Although that's kind of foiled by the fact that Remus Lucan got married to Nymphadora Tonks and had a child with her. Mm -hmm. Maybe he swung both ways. No way to know. Well, the door swung hard the other way, Abby. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the door only swung lightly in the other direction. (laughs) But no, I think uh, Sirius just probably had interest in maybe not really caring if he dated someone who was you know, like a witch or like muggle-born or maybe even muggle. But, I mean, at the young age of like 21, he was accused of murder and he was sent off to Azkaban. That was just, that was it. But then it's like, you know, he then got out of Azkaban, he's on the run, and he has to hide in the home that he hated the most. He had no choice. He had to just stay there, look at all those creepy house elf heads on the wall, listen to his mother screech just straight up not a good time so i always wondered like what harry did with the house you know after the wizarding war if he just sold it if he kept it i think he just let it let it die yeah i think he just let it be the bogarts were probably excited one thing that i think that we did not touch up on enough is a staple of number 12 grimo place which is the black family tree. Oh, you're right. And we discussed how what's her what's her name? Bellatrix? Uh oh, No, uh, Mar- the mother. Walburga. Yeah. Walburga, which just sounds like a restaurant that Mark and his brothers would open. It does. Walburga. She had the black family tree as a wallpaper um throughout one of the rooms. And it traced back the family of uh, the noble house of Black, the noble and most ancient house of Black. And there were actually seven people who were dashed off of the family tree. Seven people. 
First one being Isia Black, who married Muggle Bob Hitchens. This was back in the 1800s. Very scandalous. Ahead of her time. The second in the next generation. It seems like every generation has at least one person who is etched off of the Black family tree. The second person is Phineas, not Phineas Nigelis. This is a different Phineas. And this Phineas was dashed off for the crime of supporting Muggle rights. Appalling. Appalling <laughs> stuff. Third person to be dashed from the list. Marius. Marius the Squib. It's kind of a bummer. I mean, pure blood squib. That's a rough, that's a rough lot in life. But then number four was Cedrella. Cedrella married Septimus Weasley. What? A pure blood marrying a pure blood and was dashed off. Why? Because the Weasleys are blood traders. Not well, really, and- though, because they're bl- they're pure blood in almost every way. They just like muggles, and that makes them blood traders. And they're not very like high in reputation either. Like I'm sure which, marrying into the Weasley family is not like climbing the social ladder in the which essentially world. makes Harry and Ron cousins. Yeah, I guess so. Cousins by marriage, I guess, right? Right. Well, the godchild of yeah. Sirius Black is Harry, but it doesn't really work that way. Anyway, number five, Alfred, Alfred, who gave his gold to his runaway nephew. Who was that nephew? Sirius Black. Sirius Black, who was dashed from the list for running away. And then the last one, do you know who this is, Abby? I do. Um, It was... One of Sirius Black's cousins. I'm trying to remember. I know this. Sirius and Regulus's favorite cousin. It's going to drive me crazy. It's Tonks, Abby. It's Tonks. Tonks. No, it's not Nymphadora. It's Nymphadora's what? mother, Andromeda. Yeah, that's it. Ah, that's who it. married the muggle Ted Tonks. I was sitting here, and I like the first thing that came to my mind was Tonks, and I was like, obviously, that's not it. Like It's because she wasn't even like born at that time, and that's why I was sitting there. I was like, that can't be right. Well, actually, she might have been. And this is why the dating pool got so small, because they're, they're, when you're filled with so much hate that you begin just dashing out members of your own family, you got to marry some new cousins. <laughs> you just got to be able to keep numbers up. You're dashing off and excommunicating a, a member of every generation. And there's only four kids that are born in every generation. And two of them look like they're King Charles II of Spain. If you guys don't understand that reference, you need to Google King Charles II of Spain right now and see the effects of Victorian era inbreeding. <laughs> it's not cute. <laughs> it's not sad, cute indeed. Weird noses and is, chins. The sad thing is that's the best that the artist could have done. <laughs> you know, the artist was like, hey, I still have my dignity. The artist is still trying to be generous wherever they can. <laughs> Like people are gonna see this and think I can't do my job. <laughs> Somebody told that artist, "Well done, good work." <laughs> He's also known as the Bewitched. <laughs> Who Charles II? Charles II known as the Bewitched. Really? Oh no. <laughs> Married twice but remained childless. Yeah, I wonder why. King Charles II was so ugly that he scared his own wife. Wait, where was apparently this? had to marry him. Yeah, it should, probably wasn't something she was excited about, looking like that. Oh, well, you know, lips. somebody had to do it. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I zoomed in, and it's horrifying. <laughs> somebody had to do it, had to carry it on help. the line. 
It doesn't help that there are cracks in the canvas across his face. He looks like a porcelain man. <laughs> he was tragically ugly through no porcelain monster. Own. Yeah, that's not good. He was like that Rocky. He was like Rocky from the he movie really Rocky. He really does look like Rocky. The way his chin and lips like kind of. Is this dude Sean Penn? Yeah, Is this what Rocky was based off of? This Look is... at those dark soulless eyes. They really are. They inbred the soul out of the boy. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a fighting chance. Ooh. That's the best they could do. Is that picture. I guess the trend of like, oh, have your back facing the camera and it looks artsy wasn't a thing at the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're like, you got to show your face for all of mankind to see. If Charles II had a dating profile online, it would have been him jumping off the dock of a boat. It would have been him with like four other Shot guys. from behind. <laughs> it would have been him with four of his friends that are good looking and they'd be like, it's got to be Who's Charles? <laughs> Which one is Charles? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, I got twenty five percent chance that it's not that that it's that guy. <laughs> Welcome to part two of the podcast: inbreeding and its negative consequences. I will uh, just throw in this quick little tidbit because I know that there's going to be someone out there that's going to be driven a little crazy by it. But when you said uh, the wallpaper, like that is accurate in the movie, but in the books, it's actually a tapestry. Oh, of great Fun tapestry. Fact. A tapestry. Well, no like, wonder they did it a wallpaper because that's way better. Yeah. yeah Some dirty Persian rug that that creature <laughs> has to clean. Probably loved it. And they wouldn't even want a Persian rug. You know why? Because the blacks probably don't like those people. Yeah, they don't strike me as the type. So uh, that is all I have on Grimald Place number 12. Bada bing, bada boom. Well, there you have it, folks. Bada bing, bada boom. But stay out of that grim old room. Next topic, inbreeding in the Harry Potter universe. <laughs> Not far off. It wouldn't be a terrible thing. Like a terrible but, conversation. I but what say. location What location did Justin pick to bring to the table? It's obviously the zoo. High amount of snakes I... could be anywhere. Abby, no guesses? Oh, um, my guess is the Chamber of Secrets because there was like some... Ooh, that's a good one. Like, there was a bunch of snakes like down there still. Oh, that's a good one. We shall never know. The world nope. may never know. We will know. I was gonna say, well, we told people they'll find out, so... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for joining us for this episode of the Slug Club Podcast. If you like the conversation and you want to hear more, you can find the Slug Club Podcast on Spotify or also on Apple Podcasts. If you want to join in on the conversation and give us ideas for new conversations, new podcast episodes, you can follow us on our social media at the Slug Club on Instagram or on Facebook. We'll see you guys later, but until then, mischief managed. The Slug Club podcast is a creative discussion between Harry Potter fans and has no affiliation whatsoever with Warner Brothers, J.K. Rowling, or any of their affiliates. All opinions expressed in the Slug Club podcast are completely our own. No house elves were harmed in the making of this episode.